Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on WRKN 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning and welcome to the 27th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, and by Premier Automotive. Promotional consideration is provided by Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue, Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria, with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall. Desi Vegas Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie. Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner. Moe's Pizza in West Wego. Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna. Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie. Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie. Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road. By Mike Sirio's Po' Boys and Deli on St. Charles Avenue. By That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie. Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road. Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Manning's Restaurant at Harris Casino on Fulton Street. Now here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com, and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director, Ken Trahan, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune-in app available anywhere in the world for you to listen in. No excuse and no excuse at home. If you don't have a radio, you've got Alexa. Tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 106.1 FM. So many ways to listen in. And if you miss it, you can always check out the podcast through CrescentCitySports.com. Just go to the top of the website at Crescent City Sports. Click on more, click on podcast, and you'll be able to hear what we said this morning, what our caller said, and the topics that were discussed. All good. You can also email us. Again, so many ways to reach us. Ed at WGNO.com. Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or, of course, you can call the show. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to participate in the conversation. We'll get into the Pelicans extensively, the Saints and the NFL draft, and everything else that goes along with that. We'll also get into college baseball and every topic imaginable that is pertinent right now pertaining to local sports. And of course, we always do so with Rudy Dixon, our producer, and with my co host, Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO, of course, of CrescentCitySports.com, the Clarion Herald, and of 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Ed, good morning to you. Kenneth, how are you? Doing fine, buddy. All good. So appreciate you being here this morning as always. And again, we got so much to discuss. I mean, we used to think that there was a slow time 
realistically, there is no slow time. And real, the only real slow time for sports locally would be anywhere from, I guess, early to mid-June through mid-July. That's pretty much it now because so much goes on. And by the way, there's a USFL team that bears the name of New Orleans now that's going to start playing soon. Not here, but certainly uh, will bear some degree of coverage because they carry the name New Orleans, and that's the breaker. So, again, the point is that it doesn't really slow down, does it? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, what happens if we – and you know this is going to happen soon. We're going to have games mm-hmm. on Sunday or Saturday. I don't know where they're going to play when they get here. Do you? No. I, I mean, would assume, I, I would assume the Superdome, but I don't know right. that for sure. Do you? No, it seems to me the only – suitable facility i don't think yulman can accommodate them to play that many home games and then otherwise right. where are you going to play so right. yeah i think they're yulman's, just gonna have a to good, be- yulman's a good option but i don't think that's going to have i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i'm i i honestly do not know gonna have to pay the run of course that's assuming the league works which probably will at least initially because they've got fox and you got nbc behind it so my guess is they will make it to year two which is when they would be here because people have asked the question, yes, there is a New Orleans Breakers team. Yes, they are playing a season this year. No, <clears throat> they're not playing it here. The games are all going to be played in Birmingham. It's the structure for the first year. And that's pretty much the extent of what we can tell you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I said, um, I, I think as long as they don't try to get into a bidding war with the NFL, which is what yeah. happened the last time, which, which uh, sank the league, um, I don't – I, I would imagine that they'll be able to, um, to, to survive for a while. You know, one thing I, I, I don't know, Kenny, is other than the fact that Larry Fedora is the coach, I don't know a whole bunch about it. Do you? No, I looked online just to grab some names off a roster, so that was about it. Yeah, I mean, there just hasn't been and, much and, said about it. Right, <coughs> and I've sent emails <coughs> to different yeah. contacts. Haven't heard right. back. And I'm like, hey, wait, you know, I, we're at the ABC affiliate here. We're trying to find out. Right. Uh, what's going on with the with the organization? We'd like to do some stories. Haven't heard a word. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go online, you'll find the roster. You know, Kai Abshear, Jonathan Adams, Paul Adams, Jalen Allen, E.J. Bibbs, Tory Bird, Sal Canella, Johnny Dixon, Liam Dobson, Jordan Ellis, Darnell Green, uh, Justin Johnson out of Mississippi State. I know that name. Marquise Lucas, T.J. Logan, Sean Poindexter, Brandon Rolfe. Larry Rose III, Steve Rousey, Kyle Sloter, Zach Smith, Taiwan Taylor, Jared Thomas, Chad Williams out of Grambling, and Adonis Alexander, Devin Bellamy, Ike Brown, Nigel Chavers, Christian Christian, <laughs> Neville Clark, Ashari Crosswell, Vontae Diggs, Jeray Elder, Jalen Embry, Jared Fernandez, James Folston Jr., Sharif Miller, Manny Patterson, uh, Henri St. Amour, Shakir Soto, Camilo Tungamoa, DeAndre Wallace, and Keith Washington. Last but not least, special teams, Turner Bernard, Austin McGinnis, Mike White. How many of those players can you say you've ever heard of? I could say about three to five. So, and that's Maybe. Being, being honest. So, yeah. you know, I mean, again, and people say any local ties, well, I just read you the roster. So the answer is no. There's a player from Grambling. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the extent of it from Louisiana perspective. So, no, they didn't get mm-hmm. territorial in their roster search. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. I I I don't. I like I said. I just don't know a whole heck of a lot about it. 
and uh, it is what it is. The before we get in all the pro topics in college sports, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association voted to approve a positioning statement for its bylaws that allows high school student athletes to receive name, image, and likeness benefits, which is the NIL, of course. Also approved a statewide partnership with Ecker Sports to provide educational services and resources to help high school leadership and students navigate the challenges that NIL contracts are bringing to high school sports. The courses are required for all high school principals, athletic directors, while coaches, student-athletes, and their families throughout the state will also have access to the programming. Eddie Bonine issued a statement about it, saying he thinks it's imperative that everyone associated with athletics in Louisiana properly educated and informed on NIL, and there's a lot to it, and it's a moving target, trying to stay on top of it. And the educational programming and toolbox they provide will be very valuable to the individuals who participate in this and benefit students throughout the state. All right, so let's start with this. They've approved a positioning statement for its bylaws. So it, it isn't a uniform across the board, let's sell NILs right now. But the positioning statement is there. A partnership has been formed. And a lot of people have been emailing me texted me since this happened earlier this weekend. Many of them are school-related, including coaches. So your immediate reaction to this whole scenario, Ed? Well, I, I want to hold off a little bit, but I will say this. Um, I'm very concerned about it because if, if, if that's the way it's going to be with NIL, you know, it's pretty clear that some schools are going to be able to offer more money than others. And, and is that what we really want in the high school game? Now, this isn't something that I think is germane just to the LHSAA. I think this is a lot of associations throughout the country have done the same thing. So I don't really know if you can stop it. And I don't want to be critical of the association because – you know, I don't really know if they if they have a choice in this matter at some point. Do you? Well, again, if it's a train rolling downhill, uh, they have a choice, but it's not a good one if your brethren are all going this route. And I understand it completely. How it might be implemented and how it actually works in practice remains to be seen. People have asked me my initial thoughts about it and my initial thoughts are it's number one it's another indication of this changing lane we have with regard to amateur athletics the second part of that is i agree with you i'd be concerned about what the actual ramifications are Mm -hmm. because i've gotten texts and emails from private school people okay who are very concerned who think that the very wealthiest of private schools will benefit most because of the money they can generate, which, of course, becomes a recruiting tool to try to get kids to come to their schools, which is already a point of of concern and the primary reason we have the split that we have in Mm -hmm. athletics in the state. So from that perspective, Mm -hmm. it's concerning. From that perspective, the rich getting richer certainly is a concern. How it works in practice is another story. We look at the college ranks right now, And how much of a factor has it been at least to this point? Uh, My answer to that would be it's it's had a minimal impact, but it's not had a major impact, at least not to this point. 
my take. Well, you know, as far as, far as the uh, high schools are concerned, look, there's some affluent public schools that I think would be able to take advantage of this. And I can think of three right off the bat, Barb, West Monroe, and Zachary, who all have enormous followings in their, in their town. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that I think it's, it's, it's a situation where um, you're, you, you could have a lot of schools who are taking advantage of this. Well, the other part of that is the pool that's out there. If everybody's swimming in the same pool, uh, the water's going to be devoured. So when you're talking about high schools, you know this as well as anybody, high schools solicit sponsors for their programs to help fund all of their programs. If you drive by a high school football facility, a high school baseball facility, a high school softball facility, a high school gym, you're going to see advertising in those facilities. And now, with the NIL situation perhaps manifesting itself, how much is the same pool going to be impacted by some of those same people that now may be asked to fund some of these other priorities, such as the student-athlete? So I'd be concerned there. Some people have asked me, well, what about how it impacts your business? Well, stay tuned. I mean, because WGNO is advertising-based. Preston City Sports is advertising-based. A Nash Icon 106.1 FM and these shows are advertising-based, which is, of course, how we're able to make this happen. Uh, I'd like to think that Ed Daniels and Ken Trahan are pretty good at what they do. That's for the... Uh, the beholder to determine as to whether that's accurate or not and whether they pay attention or not. But the fact of the matter is, whether you're any good or not doesn't matter. If you don't have the financial support, if you don't have the sponsorship dollars that are there, it's not going to happen. And that's also true of the high schools. Look, many of these schools rely on that revenue. And then another point, too, and you know this as I do because I deal with schools and I've raised money to do games for years and had to work very carefully with schools because Many of those schools don't want you to poach their advertisers. They don't want you to go to their parents, their advertisers, or anybody else because they want it for their purposes too. So that also is impacted to a degree. So I just see that this thing has a lot of different tentacles to it, and the absolute result can't possibly be known at this time. No, it can't, and I just, I just don't know. But, I mean, look, you're already seeing it in the college game. You know, Texas A&M is a fine school, all right? And Jimbo Fisher's an excellent coach. But you can't tell me that NIL doesn't have something to do with what their recruiting classes are looking like now. Agree? Absolutely. And look, uh, if you've been on the campus of Texas A&M University, you understand just how, um, how much money there, there is over there. There's a ton of it. And... It, it's undeniable. It's just undeniable. Well, listen, I, I just think that we, to answer all the people that have questioned, we don't know the ultimate result. And bringing in Ecker Sports is all about the educational process uh, to let everyone know exactly what it is that's going on and how it might impact people. There's a video curriculum with module courses to educate users on NIL, you know, the 
First course launches May 1st, other courses after that. There's a resource hub available for people, coaches getting assist from it. Now, I will say this. This puts more of a burden on athletic directors and coaches, doesn't it? Well, sure it does. Um, you know, it's, it just doesn't – you know, it's one of those things where I just don't think it feels right. Does that make sense? It doesn't. I, I, it doesn't feel right again. Right. I'm open-minded and, and always will be and willing to listen, and I understand, quote-unquote, progress. I understand uh-huh. change. You and I have had to adapt significantly to the quote-unquote progress and change in our own industries or we wouldn't have maintained our careers. So sure. I get all of that, and I understand that some things are inevitable. I understand that you got to play the game. I understand that you have to learn new tricks, and that's part of the deal every day. doesn't mean you agree with it. Mm-hmm. No, no. No, it doesn't mean you agree with it. I don't know. I don't know. Um... I, I would. That's why I put in a call uh, to the LHSA this week. I just like to. I'd like to hear what they have to say about it. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. And we probably need to get Eddie on the show uh, as early as next week. And I know he'll probably do it. So, just because I think that there's also a misunderstanding out there. I mean, again, just like we're talking about the USFL, we don't know everything about this. People keep asking the questions, and we don't know. We're just going by what we have been told and the release that we received about this. So how you read into it uh, plays a large role in what you perceive of it. Because again, I read the opening statement, LHSA voted to approve a positioning statement for its bylaws. Positioning statement, okay? So what does that mean? That doesn't mean something's going into effect right away and everybody can go sell everything they wanna sell and freeform guitar. Uh, it just means that that's what you know we're looking at at this point in time. So how it manifests itself obviously has to play itself out. And whether it's good or not remains to be seen. And for the college level, this discussion about revenue all these years that we've had on this show and on all of our shows that we've done over the years has been an ongoing discussion. It's here now to stay one way or the other. And how it impacts the college game is still to be determined, although we're getting a a little bit of a picture now. And how it impacts amateur sports as a whole certainly uh, has an impact too. So, look, uh, you're in a position now where I just think we have to sit back, wait to see how this thing plays itself out. But to say uh, that I'm concerned would be accurate. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's... That's my position. I don't know if you saw the comments of Dabo Sweeney. Uh, that's on the it was on the front page of ESPN.com about college football being broken, and he thought eventually that the top 40 or 50 schools would break off into their own conference. And um, you know, I, I I really think that's that's the way it headed. It's headed. I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a fracture from the majority of the Power Five away from the rest of the Division One schools. And, and the reason I say that is, I think in part, Kenny, is because the NCAA has become weaker. Don't you agree? Well, I think it has. Yeah, it's certainly been weakened. I mean, the power right. structure is changing. I mean, the the criticism of Mark Emmert, who finally had a press conference at the Final Four. I don't know if you saw all the coverage and, and all the stuff on social media, but the criticism of him 
and the criticism of the NCAA was withering. And, um, you know, even Mike Krzyzewski said, hey, what's the plan? What are we going to do? So, uh, you know, I, I just think that there's going to be some sort of reorganization at some point. There already is. And with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, um, I think that's only going to expedite the situation. I mean, look how much change we've had in the last year or two. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, NIL. I mean, you know, college sports has changed dramatically. And, you know, the, the, the concept of a, of a young person coming to a school like LSU and staying for four or five years and, and, and getting an education and then maybe moving on and playing football, I don't really know if that's, if that's, that's going to be very accurate anymore. I mean, if you're good enough to play in the NFL, you're not going to be sticking around probably four or five years. And that's certainly the case with basketball already. Oh, basketball. Basketball is already that way. And look, you know, I know a lot of people think that the rules ought to be changed and maybe college sports ought to go back to uh, two or three years before you're, uh, before you're eligible for the draft, which I don't think will ever happen. But, you know, I, uh, the, the one and dones, I, you know, what's, what's worse, the one and dones or a player coming straight out of high school and going to the NBA. There's been a handful who have done it extremely well, LeBron James and Kevin Garnett, to name two, who have who have ex- done an, an extremely a good job. I mean, there's several. I mean, Kobe Bryant did the same thing. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just think that one of the things that disturbs me about, <coughs> excuse me, about NIL is that money is literally infiltrating everything. It is, and of course, baseball has the rule. You can sign out of high school professionally, but once you get locked in, you're locked in. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if baseball eventually will change its ways because right now it's designed to protect the college game because it locks guys in for three years. I I think there there would likely – I don't know. I haven't read the latest collective bargaining agreement, and I know we just had one. Mm-hmm. That um, that that was uh, just agreed upon, but I I think I uh, I was talking to Joe Sherman in the office either uh, last Friday or 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 yesterday, and he said that the draft and follow is back in the rules again, as far as um, as far as the draft. So mm-hmm. you know you can draft a player, and then there's a certain deadline before the next draft comes up where you can still sign that player. sign him. I think right right. I think that's what the rule is, and Joe was telling me that as part of the new collective bargaining agreement that that was going back into force. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a con- continual evolution, that particular process. But at least right now, when they commit to play college baseball or junior college baseball out of high school, then they're locked in and can't go pro uh, for three years. So that part is still in place as we speak with that particular sport. But the others obviously are changing. And basketball, I mean, there's a million ways out. Now, what they're doing is if they're not good enough to go to the NBA out of high school, you know, they're talking about that guy's going to the G League, right? So Correct. It, it's, it, there's all kinds of ways not to play college basketball for a year. And by the way, I get that. And that, to me, makes sense because 
what's the educational process of going to college for one year? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I and well, now I mean, look, we, once you go to college, you don't know that you're only going to go for one year. But clearly, some of the guys that do are doing so with the intent of only staying one year. And I remember Ben Simmons' situation; he just quit going to class, <laughs> and they didn't. Well, they I mean, you know, him. I think, I think, I think they 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 had some other issues with uh, with with some of that this year too. But look, I mean, you look at, you know, the one thing that that. Um, that made me cringe last week during the final four was when the moderator kept re- referring to the players as student athletes. In some cases, that true, that's true, but in some cases, it's not. I mean, they, these guys are here, and they're, they're here to, to, to play their one year of the college game, and they're moving on. And there's gonna be, there were a lot of guys on that Duke team that, that are certainly not going to be there for three or four years. And, and that's, that's the way the rules are. I'm not throwing any shade on Duke. I'm just saying when I hear student-athlete now, it just sounds different than it does maybe 30 years ago. Before we move on uh, in the next segment to a different topic, Final Four, your, your take on how everything went here in New Orleans well, and your take on the game. Well, I mean, the games were fantastic, and the uh, Duke-North Carolina game was a classic. And... Um, I just enjoyed the whole week. I thought it was really, really spectacular. And the one thing that, you know, we kind of reinforced is what a great big event town New Orleans is. I mean, you can, you can just get around to everything so easily. It's just, it's just phenomenal. And, you know, you think that we would get used to it as, as locals all these years. But, man, it was, it was so much fun. And the dome looks terrific. I mean, all the work that's been done on the building since Hurricane Katrina, it literally looks like a different building. And I was asking Doug Thornton about that from ASM Global about the price tag, and he said that $650 million has been spent on the building since the hurricane because in, in, in so many respects, it looks so different. Don't you agree? Yes. But – Change has been good, and the building looks spectacular on Saturday and on Monday, and I just thought it was a great experience. And I, you know, I, I think I think the people locally who were in charge did a phenomenal job of putting on a great event. And I haven't heard a lot of complaining. And believe me, as far as the, like the media and, and and different coaches and people who come here. I, I think they would tell you that 10 years between Final Four's years is too long. I agree. Look, again, all the things you just said. Number one, the facility looked really good. Yes. The, renovate, the, the setup, the way they constructed it was the best ever. Number two, the renovations obviously have paid dividends. Number three, the ability to navigate and get around to all the different venues that need to be gotten to, whether it was Lakefront Arena, Fogelman Arena, of uh, the convention center, the dome, it's easy to be able to do that. And the high schools as well, at LaSalle, everywhere that things were held, it was easy to get to these places. And there were no snags or holdups. All of that uh, was, was very good. So, and then of course the actual performance. The games, two of the games were terrific. Villanova was overmatched, missing a key player, but the North Carolina Duke game was great. And then the, the Kansas win that was 
again, it was historical to be able to come back the way Kansas came back to win that game. So, yep, it was an absolute win-win situation. All right, it's 504-260-1061, 260-1061. Let's check in with Billy, who joins us now. Metairie. Hey, Bill, thanks for calling. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, Kenny, good morning to you and Ed. How y'all doing? Doing fine. Doing great. Great, great, man. Hey, uh, I was calling in on the uh, that NIL with the uh, you know prep sports, and uh, mm-hmm. you know I've, I've got my opinion on it, and uh, <laughs> it's like everything else. What does it matter? But uh, you know, I wasn't really happy with the uh, NIL with uh, the NCAA, to be honest with you. But I mean, that's big money, you know, business there. So uh, I can certainly understand that. Uh, getting down to high school sports, I think, is getting a little bit out of control. Uh, I haven't been listening to these shows, so I don't really know uh, what else. Uh, you guys discussed a few minutes ago. I was on the phone trying to get you. So, anyway, um, so, so I don't know. What's your take on this? Well, as far as the NIL is concerned? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, 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 like I said, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but, but on, a, on, a, on kind of a wide brush, I'm concerned when, when, when money is going to infiltrate this, this level. All right, I, I just I don't like it, and um, I, you know, with the, supposedly high school sports was supposed to be the last bastion of the amateur level, right? And we're Correct. just not seeing we're not seeing that anymore, and and to me it's troubling. And um, you know, I I, I I talk to so many coaches who are already struggling right now in dealing with uh, parents and families and kids and some of the issues that they would have to deal with. And now you're going to throw this on top of it, all right? I, I frankly don't know, to be honest with you, why you would even want to coach. I, I, just, I just think it's going to be – it's going to make the coach's job even more difficult, don't you? It's a shame because I think, you know, with the young men and women, uh, high school age in particular, I mean, they're, they're very formidable ages. And, uh, you know, when you start throwing the money in there, you know, you're going to start having, you know, you open up a whole can of, a whole different can of worms there. And I think you're really going in the wrong rabbit hole because it's going to, I believe it's going to create uh, a lot of dissension among teammates. I mean, you know, because you got the star player over here, he's getting money yep. from, you know, company A, B, or C, and then you got the guys down here struggling to make the team. It's uh, I don't know. I'm not in favor of this in uh, in high school sports at all, and I just uh, I don't know. I hope that they wake up and uh, smell the roses. But uh, hey, look, you and I we're we're the old guys now, so I don't know. What do we know? I mean, you, you're a lot more involved in it than I am, certainly. But uh, but I just uh, I don't know. I wish them well, but uh, I just don't understand how it's going to work out in high school sports. Well, well I know, think that's a really interesting point you made about yeah. the star player because here's what I'm looking at. I mean, the quarterback will be exhibit A, right? But it really Correct. does go beyond that, too, because what about the backup left guard? The backup there left guard go. who hardly ever plays, guess what? He might get NIL money because he might have a very influential, wealthy parent. Or he might, exactly have, right. a, he might yeah. have a business that would support him. So, yeah, I, I think it becomes the haves and the have-nots. Now you're, you're, you're putting people against each other to compete. To raise money, correct. So and, and yeah, I think that, it's, that team spirit, you know, that right. good old like high, high school team effort. You know, it's like now it's going to be all about the individuals, and I just 
I just don't go along with it. Yeah. Like I said, on the college level, I mean, you know, you've got a hundred thousand people in the stands at LSU mm-hmm. or whatever, and I understand they're bringing in money. And, you know, nah, I'm not really in favor of that either. But I do understand it more on, on a college level. You know, these guys are they're basically pros as it is. And uh, you know, but on the high school level, man, let the kids enjoy high school. I mean, come on. So. Well, I, I mean, I'll so give like you an example. We, we, you know, we're just too old school, I, you know. <laughs> right. How, how much? How much the money has changed everything? All right. I'll give you an example. If a if a player is in his junior season in the college game, and they get an injury mid season, and there's a chance they're going to come back late in the year, what do you think the agent is telling them? What do you think the family is telling them? Probably hold out. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Right. You 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 can't come back. You've got to you got to sit out. So it's it. I don't from a, from a standpoint of how a college coach manages a roster. I'll give you an example. Shall remain nameless, but at a at a recent NCAA uh, tournament over the last few years, uh, I had someone tell me that they were they were eating breakfast, and right next to them. The day of an NCAA tournament game was an athlete having a meeting with an agent. And within six or seven hours, this individual is going to be in an athletic contest competing for his school. Where do you think his focus is? <laughs> All right. He's not going to be on his team. Right, right. And, and look, and, and I understand. It's a, it's a business. I get it. All right? I get it. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, when, when Dabo Sweeney says that, that college uh, sports needs to be blown up, I, you know, I can't say I disagree with him. And, and I can't blame the players either because if you're talking about life-changing money, you know, when, I, when, if, if, when Kenny and I were, were, were high school fresh, I mean, were college freshmen at Loyola, if somebody had come to us and said, Hey Ken, you know what? I can I can get you a million dollars if you do this. Whether it was good or bad, you were 18 years old. I think that would be tough money to turn down, don't you? Ed, you're exactly right, man. That's uh, it's a shame. It's just uh, I don't know. It's the way of the world today. You know, it's just it's the almighty dollar kind of rules, and uh, I just don't see it trickling down into high school sports. I just think that would be the destruction. They have enough trouble as it is, like Kenny was saying earlier. But uh, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But uh, anyway, guys, hey, y'all doing a great job and uh, great Final Four this past weekend. So great, great week, good week for New Orleans. So you bet. appreciate the call, hey. Bill. I really do, and really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for the call, uh, Billy. And that is two six zero one zero six one. That's five zero four two six zero one zero six one to join us. We'll take a time out here. We'll get into college athletics. Of course, the Pelicans and Saints extensively coming up, and. Uh, Really unfortunate, sobering news this morning. Dwayne Haskins is dead at the age of 24 after being hit by a car. The Steelers quarterback, former number one draft pick in the NFL draft. Really disturbing and sad news, to say the least. We'll take a timeout back in just a moment with the Three Tailgaters show on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon on the web at nashfm1061.com. 
Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes Charmin TV gives me those cheeky clean feels That ultra-strong hype is all for reals Those TV rolls got me a Charmin clean tuchus Cheek to cheek feeling oh so shooketh Charmin ultra-strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in the zone, Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan a tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Carrie, can you make sure Ada's cleaned up? Restaurant Week has Sanjay's tables jam-packed. Can somebody please refill the... He needs more servers to keep these new customers coming back. Let's keep these tables turning as fast as possible, okay? Gonna need to hustle. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. 
just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we continue on on this Saturday morning until noon, every topic will be discussed. It's 504-260-1061, at least every topic that's pertinent locally and those that you want to discuss. It's 260-1061. Let's check in with Ryan, who's in Mandeville. Hey, Ryan, thanks for your patience, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, One thing I want to talk about real quick was the downstream impact of NIL and high school sports. As as a former high school coach in the metro area here for over 10 years, you know, one thing that has always concerned uh, the coaches is, is parent and parental involvement. And, you know, we've seen over the last few years the impact of AAU basketball. Pick whatever sport you want. AAU basketball, football with huddle, baseball with travel baseball. And the impact of that has made on parents and athletes only concerned about individual statistics and the, and, and the deterioration of school sports and the pride of playing for your school. And the impact of uh, NIL is only going to continue to deteriorate the, the, uh, the love and enjoyment of playing for your school and the name across your chest. And some of the other downstream impacts are you're going to have players in high school, 15, 16 years old, potentially making more money than the high school coach, you know, and then that makes it hard to discipline and coach those kids when they get in the car with the parents who are telling them the coach is wrong or only worried about your stats or your numbers because it's about you at the next level. And really, there's so many other downstream impacts of the NIL versus just, you know, the money involved. It, it, what it does to deteriorate team sports, pride in your school and other things. So I'll hang up and listen to your comments. Thanks for all you're doing for Prep Sports and uh, Ed, Halen, Demian. Thank you. Hale and Demian. Let's go. Let's go do it next Saturday. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, you know, look, uh, I, I think that uh, the gentleman makes a, a, a tremendous, tremendous amount of good points. What happens if the player is making more money than the coach? Um, you know, I'll give you an example. This year in our Sugar Bowl basketball tournament, McGill Tulin's boys from Alabama won one of our brackets. And our Sugar Bowl signs, the signs we buy are, are the ones that last a long time. And what you do is when you need to change the fronts of them, you change them. You with me, Kenny? Yes. So, so the signs themselves are not made of cheap material. They're made of very good material that costs a lot. Mm-hmm. And these signs can sometimes be over $100 a piece to have made. But we made them because we want to use them over and over. And as far as the cost, it makes more sense to, to be able to reuse these signs quite a bit. Well, the young man on the team was so excited for his team winning the tournament, and the guys wanted to take a sign with them on the bus. I gave him the sign. and I said, go ahead and take it and go home with it. But I thought it was so refreshing that the kids were actually into winning the tournament as a team. And they played very, very well as a team. And they listened to the coach. And there wasn't a lot of bull associated with this group. They were very focused on what they were doing. And I thought it was really cool. So you know what? 
when the young man asked for the sign, I gave it to him, taken home. And he said he's going he's gonna to put it in his college dorm room. Good for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope it's in his dorm somewhere in the fall, and I think it's fantastic. And that's the kind of stuff that we're going we're gonna to be in a position here where we're not going to have that if, if, if we have this kind of, this kind of infiltration of all this other stuff. Well, I think it's team first. I, I certainly concur with many of Ryan's concerns, and he's obviously well-versed on this, having done this and been part of this for many years. The erosion of the importance of schools and coaches at that level has already occurred uh, to a significant degree in many sports, which we know. In basketball, it's AAU. In baseball, it's travel teams, travel ball. In soccer, it's club teams. And now in football, seven-on-seven to a degree. And those things can all coexist and be complementary and should. But are they? That depends on who's willing to work with whom. That depends on the attitude of said organizations and coaches as to whether they want to replace the school and the school coach as being the primary teacher and protagonist of a so-called career for said individual or not. And I see it both ways. I think that some are complementary, but some are not, and they work against the schools. So the schools already have quite a bit to overcome in that regard, and the coaches certainly do. And when you bring in the financial intake, well, certainly there's another issue, and the discipline aspect certainly gets impacted too. So I think all those concerns are legitimate. And I think, again, it's like everything else. To say something and to envision something as compared to the actual practice of it are two completely different things. You know, the unintended results, stay tuned. Good call. 260-1061. Jay is in Covington. Jay, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I just uh, tuned in, and, and I just have a question about this high school um, mandate about the NILs. Are we talking about just money, or are we talking about endorsements? Say, uh, for example, uh, a high school uh, kid, of course, the ones with talent, they're going to be going to the office and say, let me shake hands with your new partner. They're going to get so much money. But I'm talking about the ones, you know, the the ones that have no talent. Are, are they eligible for endorsements or is it just money? Well, everybody's eligible based upon this. I mean, it's LHSA, in case you missed it, voted to approve a positioning statement for its bylaws, which allows high school student-athletes to receive NIL benefits. So to receive NIL benefits, what does that mean? That means financing. That means what you're seeing on the college level. If you wear a sponsor's name on your shirt or on your helmet or on any item on your uniform, you are advertising that entity, and they are paying you to do so. So, no, it can apply to every single student-athlete. It's obviously going to be not applying to every athlete or student-athlete because very few of them are probably going to attract the money, but, but some will, I feel certain. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, I played in the 70s. I was very good, but I'm glad I played in that era. Um, you know, but I can understand. I mean, I, I know it's, it, we can, you know, it can get out of control with the new system, but I, I was thinking in the back of my mind, you know, I have no athletic ability, and if I can 
hook up with an endorsement with, say, uh, one of the fitness gyms or mm-hmm. or something like that, well, you know, it, it may ease the pain of these coaches screaming and yelling at me, uh, trying to uh, motivate me when I have no athletic ability whatsoever. <laughs> right. Well, but also, also, Jay, you got to understand it from the from the the student standpoint. Let's just say you have a young man who is in a program, and he and he his family is of very little means. All right. And all of a sudden, he's offered $10,000 for this deal. And I'm just giving you a hypothetical. Don't you think that's huge for his family? Hey, hey, I would hope so. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and who am I to say and to be critical of the young person for turning that down when for them, look, I think $10,000 is a nice sum of money. But for a young person like that, who, whose family is not of means, $10,000 is a very big deal. So I can't be critical of the, of the family or the young person for turning it down when they might be in a situation where they need it pretty desperately. Yeah. I can't. All right, guys. All right, Jay. Just keep on keeping on. You're doing good. Uh, have a great day. Appreciate you, Jay. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening to the Three Tailgaters Show. Two six zero one zero six one. Charles is in Slidell. Charles, thanks for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. How y'all doing today, guys? I have, fun, a, I have a question about NIL and then a question about something else. But NIL first, <clears throat> do you think it's going to cause an eventual rift between athletic departments and school administration? Because I know some people got enough money. But if I, you know, let's just say I got $100,000 that I donate to the university, and I go and say, look, I want this money to go to NIL, not to your building funds, so yep. general education. You know, that that's going to be an issue. And I just want to put y'all's opinion on that. Yes, uh, to, to answer that, I, I, I addressed that earlier, but the answer is absolutely. Uh, there's only so much I talked about being in the pool, and there's only so much water you can get out of the pool. And every high school, and Ed and I both have dealt with this, Every high school has donors for different aspects, and the schools protect those donors like hawks, as well they should, because they need that money for whatever purpose they need it for. Therefore, if they're soliciting that money to try to enhance their gym, if they're soliciting that money to try to improve their uh, philoelectric society or genetian room, if they're soliciting that money to try to improve their chemistry lab, whatever it might be, there's only so much to go around. So there's no question in my mind that what you, you're, you're asking here is applicable. Yes, I absolutely think that's true. Okay. And the other thing I'd like to touch on, if I may, is transgender athletes. Okay. I, I believe that they have rights. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I also believe that a natural-born female has rights. Now, I mean, Adidas is running campaigns on transgender athletes. But how are these people going to feel when the Olympics roll around and China whips out an entire team of female transgender athletes, transgender athletes? And, and we've opened the door for that to happen. Uh, uh, young girls are going to be discriminated against because they can't keep up with the transgender athletes. Charles, it's a lightning rod issue, obviously, and I think it's going to evolve, and from 
my perspective, yeah, I'm concerned about it, of course. And I think that there are obvious concerns for females, many of whom are against the whole transgender athlete scenario, which, uh, which came to a head with the NCAA swimming situation recently, but obviously, as you mentioned, will manifest itself on a larger scale moving forward because some point back to the doping situation, which existed with communist country in particular previously in swimming, uh, among other sports, to be concerned about that. Some have suggested ultimately that you have a third competition class for transgenders only, and I think that's certainly a solution, but that's down the road because you don't have enough to be able right. to do that right now. So I think that that, and I agree with you, do they have rights? Absolutely. Should they have rights? Clearly. Uh, is there a competitive advantage? Uh, look, I'm not a scientist, but it seems to me that that certainly would be the case. And I think down the road, the ultimate solution is uh, if you have enough, then you have a third competition class. To me, that would only make sense. Ed? I can yeah, see I, the Chinese. Oh. Yeah, good. Go ahead, sir. Good. Go ahead, Charles. I can see the Chinese having, let's just say, basketball tryouts. Yeah. 100 guys come out. Okay. You 40, 50 guys going to make the team. You know, y'all got a shot. But you second mm-hmm. 50, y'all report for reconditioning. Y'all are going to become transgender athletes, mm-hmm. and y'all going to play for the female team. Right. People are naive if they don't think that kind of stuff is going to happen. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, one of the one of the things about the whole uh, controversy with the swimmer that I think is interesting, and I'm just making this as a a general uh, observation. Okay, how many stories has ESPN done on this thing? I don't know. I see commercials for Adidas. I mean, track and fields, they right, break but, the records but, in every state. Track and field. Right. Right. But but, how, my point is is that, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's hard to, at times to listen to this show on a Saturday morning, Kenny, and not get discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because it, it just seems like this seems like we're we're uh, we're 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 off our our whole uh, world is off kilter here a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we got a into lot. this. Ed and I both got into this, and I know we got to get to break. Uh, we both got into this to tell the good stories, uh, to report on the games, the love of the games, to do the games, which I do many of, and so forth. I love sports, and I love to tell those stories, and I love to be part of those stories. I certainly didn't get into this to discuss contracts and squabbles and union labor issues and you know what qualifies as a female athlete as compared to a male athlete or a transgender athlete or any of these things. I mean, those. what's, what's the right comment about that? It's above my pay grade, I think. I think that's probably accurate scientifically. But from the standpoint of competition, are there concerns about uh, the level of competition in a, in a level playing field? Sure. And, and there absolutely are. And anybody that, that says otherwise just isn't being honest, whether you agree with it or not. And I think ultimately uh, they have to sift through this, they being the, the governing bodies of these sports, and, and try to make the right decisions because they've been put in a very unenviable position too. Because you don't want to discriminate against people. No one wants to see that or do that. But at the same time, uh, you're actually discriminating against people if you're creating a situation where somebody has an unfair advantage. I think that's fair. Right. We try to keep you know, that, the game pure. Exactly. <laughs> try, try, to, try to keep it as fair. And beyond, not, I wouldn't even say pure, I'd say fair. 
You, you right. at all? You look. Major League Baseball had the cheating scandal with stealing signs and beating on trash cans and everything else. Now they've gone to some electronics to try to correct that and stop people from trying to cheat. You know, the NFL. You've had a few different things with Deflate Gate and so forth and so on. And in every sport, there's going to be those type of things where people try to gain an advantage. Ultimately, you're just looking for fairness, and I think this certainly is another one of those cases. May I touch on something else real quick? Yeah, we got to get to break, but go ahead, sure. This is about NFL salary caps. Mm-hmm. At the next uh, bargaining agreement, I don't know if I don't see why it wouldn't be legal. But if the owners put forth, try to push that no player, no one player can collect more than 10% of the salary cap for a given year, and no two other players can collect over 18%. They put that towards the membership, and that would fly by the rank and files. And that would take out well, that, some of these that would... $150 million contracts and all that mm-hmm. shit, make it fair, and everybody yeah, would get paid. Right. All right. Appreciate the call. Right. Got to get to break with comment coming back. 260-1061 to join us back in a moment. Three Tailgater Show, 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. He's back. The Easter Bunny is coming to Plus St. Charles. Plus St. Charles' favorite furry guy is back and making his annual visit to 201 St. Charles Avenue for the Plus St. Charles Easter Egg Event. He's giving away colorful eggs filled with candy and prizes Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, April 11th, 12th, and 13th from 11.30 a.m. until his eggs are gone. In every egg, there's a chance to win a $1,500 gift certificate to a luxury beach vacay in Destin, Florida. Win free lunches from Plus St. Charles Food Court. Win gift certificates to the shops at Plus St. Charles. Win a beach vacation. Hop on over to 201 St. Charles Avenue this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and get the eggs while the getting is good. Because when the eggs are gone, they're gone. For more info, call Plus St. Charles Management at 504-524-4444. This event is free and open to the public. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC Series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 Hybrid or rugged V90 Cross Country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. <laughs> Police officers know it only takes a few seconds of someone texting and driving for things to go terribly wrong. That's why officers are increasing enforcement of texting and driving laws. So put your phone down when driving or be prepared for the consequences. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. 
It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. You want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. And Ed, with a quick response to the previous caller's point about percentage of salaries, Ed? There's no way that the Players Association will ever agree to that. And I don't know what Aaron Rodgers' cap number is at some point. I haven't looked it up, but I guarantee it's pretty lofty. And that would affect quarterbacks, and that would never fly. 504-260-1061. Back with our second hour of the Three Tailgaters Show in just a moment. You're on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. For 15 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field of high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field at the Caesar Superdome during the 2021 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Saturday night, December 18th. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. During these challenging times, it's easy to get wrapped up in the fear, the drama, and the pressures of the moment. That's why for these past few months, I've been encouraging people, don't lose your song, don't lose your praise. It's important. Psalm 105 says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds. One writer said, it's impossible to exaggerate the greatness of our God. There's power in praise. The word says that God lives there. It can't be stopped. It can't be legislated. Luke 19 tells the account of the disciples and they're praising Jesus, it's getting noisy. The Pharisees said, tell them to pipe down. And Jesus said, if I tell them to do that, the rocks are gonna cry out immediately. Well, I don't want a rock taking my place and I'm not gonna lose my song. This is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda this Sunday at LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. We start at 10 o'clock. Check us out on Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries or on YouTube, Michael Green, LifeGate Ministries. Don't let a rock take your place and don't lose your song. 
Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at BergeronChryslerJeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are WRKN 1061 FM Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show now. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Glad you're with us this morning as the second hour gets started. 260-1061 to join us. If you still want to talk about the NIL issue in high school sports, feel free to call in or to call in about any other topic as we move on. High school, not high school, but college baseball. Last night, the University of New Orleans defeated McNeese 9-5 to in a game heard right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. First of that three-game series going on at Maestri Field. Game two this afternoon. At 2 p.m., Privateers 17 and 10, 4 and 3 now in the Southland Conference. Tulane remained undefeated in American Conference play as they defeated South Florida 8 to 5 at Turchin Stadium. Now 21 9 and 1 overall, 4 and 0 in the conference. And LSU with a dramatic victory 5 to 2 over Mississippi State, scoring four runs in the ninth with two outs and nobody on to rally to win that game. Huge win against the defending. National Champs Tigers get to 21-9 in their 5-5 in 
the SEC. All right, Ed, so a good start to the series for University of New Orleans. Tulane still undefeated in American, and LSU got a huge opening series win at Mississippi State. Well, you know, I, I think uh, uh, Coach Sherman on our show last night made a great point. This could be a season-changing win for LSU. Uh, that was a huge victory to, to be down a run in the ninth inning with nobody on and two out and score four times. That's really that's a, that's a very good comeback. And, of course, they had the help from Mississippi State's bullpen, which blew up in the game. But, you know, Trey Morgan came through with a big two-run single and then Cruz followed up. Followed it up with a home run, but you know that's how you that's how you change the trajectory of a year to have a victory like that. No doubt, uh, could be one of those. I still don't know if their pitching or defense are good enough to make it one of sure. those. But as a huge win right. on the road, though. Right, and look, you know, give give Grant Siegel a lot of credit too for Tulane. He did not have his best stuff last night, mm-hmm. but um, th- he was able to. To, to give up two earned runs. They gave up four, but only two of those runs were earned in six innings. And his ERA has now gone up to a very bloated 1.29. Huh. 1.29, huh? 1.29. I mean, he, he, the young man's having a great year. And, you know, perhaps he didn't have his best stuff. But, you know, it's, it's amazing to me, Kenny, when I watch these games – how many routine plays are not made? For instance, South Florida last night made five errors. Yes, they did. I, I just don't know how you overcome that and win ball games if you can't play routine pitch and catch. And you would think that that wouldn't be a problem on the college level, but it is. And I have my theory on it. You know, maybe some of these baseball coaches would chime in and, and tell us what they think. But I think the only thing that young people want to do now is spend time in the cage. Am I wrong? Oh, I think it's all about offense, yes. I mean, I, I do. Right. Yes. And, you know, to, and to, to make five errors, there's, I mean, I mean that just, that's so hard to overcome. But if you look at some of these games and some of the routine plays that are not made, routinely not made, it, it really and, – and then – the inability, you have a bunch of people up there who, who have tremendous velo but can't throw a strike. Well, if you can't throw a strike, what difference does it make? Doesn't make any. I should also mention that Delgado has a big weekend series. The Dolphins have won nine in a row, and they're 25-9, and nine, and they open a three-game series in two days today against the defending Division II national champion LSU Eunice, traditional power, 2 p.m., start of game one, a doubleheader today at 2 p.m., both seven-inning games at Kirsch-Rooney Stadium. I'll have the call at DelgadoAthletics.com. Then the two teams play again tomorrow at 1 p.m. And LSU Eunice has been the benchmark. Yeah, that's a phenomenal program. They've been good for a long, long time. Yep. No question. Really good. It goes without saying. So, without a doubt, uh, it really is a situation where this is an opportunity for Delgado with a nine-game win streak. Dolphins aren't a great hitting team this year. They're a good pitching team, though, and they're going to have to pitch well today. So, again, that's at DelgadoAthletics.com, and that occurs at 2 p.m. this afternoon. So, in any case, that's case. A shout-out to, to a gentleman who's 
emailed me just now, listening to the show, said, less disturbing to talk about the fabulous Pell season and the Saints draft move, but I know you cannot avoid the NIL sickening effects. It's our new sad world. That's email just in to the inbox, and believe me, I get it. You know, we, it's obviously something that has to be discussed and something that the people are most interested in, which is why we have discussed it and we'll discuss it. But now we are going to discuss the Pelicans because it has been really good. I don't know that I call it a fabulous season, but it's been a good season, and it's only going to get better regardless of what happens from here on out because I guess in the gambling parlance, they're playing with house money. They've already achieved something significant this year. They overcame you know, the 1-12 start, the 3-16 start to get to where they're at. They're going to play a postseason game at the very least, if not more. And that's a tremendous accomplishment for a team clearly on the upswing that's made, uh, to borrow a movie phrase, all the right moves, hired the right coach, made good decisions in the draft, real good, and made good decisions in terms of trades and free agency. It's pretty clear when you see what you've got, when you have players like Jose Alvarado and Najee Marshall that cost you absolutely nothing to bring on board, and they're significant pieces to this team. When you draft Trey Murphy and obviously Herb Jones, you know, when you – make the trades that you made, and you bring in C.J. McCollum uh, to be where he's at when you bring in Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, they've made all the right moves. They've changed the trajectory of this franchise, and it's been a pleasure to watch, and it's been fun to watch the evolution, Ed. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I, I think that you, you have to give uh, the head coach a lot of credit, but I also think you have to give the front office a lot of credit. And I know David Griffin has... Uh, has come under his his uh, share of criticism and you know and, and and you know what he said at the beginning of the year about Zion you know I I I took it as to say he would be ready for the start of the season I don't know how, how what, yes. what else to say but you know regardless look that's water under the bridge now I think what you've seen is you know Valanciunas has been a tremendous pickup what is he averaging 17 and 11 something like that. I mean, he's, he's been, he's been awesome. He's had so many double doubles and has been um, incredibly good. Um, Brandon Ingram has missed, missed a ton of games too. And not a ton, but he's missed his share. And when you look at what they've been able to do, you know, Alvarado has forced his way into the lineup. His energy off the bench has been really, really good. You know, and the thing that I think that you got to like about this team is, uh, they have a lot of chemistry, and you can tell that. And um, it just looks like they have a lot of fun playing basketball together. So I'd like to see them make the playoffs. But regardless, you know, they're, they're in the play-in game, and they started the season 1-12, and 12, and they haven't had Zion for a minute. I don't think that's bad. I think that's pretty good. I think it's real good. They haven't had him for a minute. And, by the way, they haven't had Ingram for 25 games. 25 games. There you go. 25 games. So, and who knows about tonight? You know, he's got a lingering hamstring. So, the question is, you know, how hard do you push it? One game up with two to play, you know, and and again, the tie break goes to San Antonio. So, do you sell out to try to get that home game? Or do do you make sure you try to get him as healthy as you can get him for next week? So, that's the trick bag that... Willie Green finds his way, and you could beat a team like they played the other night without Ingram in Portland. But Memphis, Memphis is locked in to its second spot. 
So don't know how they're going to approach that. John Moran is going to play in one of these final two games, so we'll see how that manifests itself. And then Golden State uh, to follow that, and how are they going to approach it? Steve Kerr's already said he's going to rest his three players in one of the final two games. My guess is he'll stagger it in terms of how he goes about it. So that goes into part of it, but my point is, as much as you want to get that home game and get that nine seed, you want to be very smart about Ingram. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, you just have to. You know, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, you know, look, I I, I think that the the Spurs in a in a in a playing game without Ingram uh, would would be. You know, you got to have him ready, and um, you know. I I just like to see him play a little while longer because I think they've earned it. I think I think they're one of the better stories in the NBA this year. I really do. I do too. We're not going to hear much about it nationally, but understandably, but considering where they came from and where they're at, and not having Ingram for 25 games, not having Williamson the whole year, and not getting McCollum until later in the year. Again, you wanted to find out what you could be. You and I talked about this a month ago, two months ago on this show. You wanted to find out who you could be and what you could be without Williamson. And I think we've gotten a a picture of that. Without Williamson, this is a 500 to to better than 500 team. It's a competitive team that Mm -hmm. may be missing one piece to be a contender. And I don't think that's that's far-fetched to say that. Because moving forward, if you have that prime player, if it's Williamson, which you hope it is, or if it's somebody else that translates into a trade involving Williamson, and you add that prime player to the likes of McCollum and Ingram and Valanchunas, you got a heck of a core of guys that can score the ball on a regular basis. And then defensively, you've got guys. Murphy's going to get better. He's got length, and he's already improving. Herb Jones is an elite defender, and rookies don't get – the credit they deserve, but that guy deserves to be first-team All-NBA defensively. He really does. I don't know that he's going to get it, but he's been that good. And you mentioned Alvarado, Marshall giving you minutes, really Hernan Gomez. Every time they call on him, he just produces. He just plays well when you call on him. Devontae Graham's a wild card. You know, he's overall, I don't think, giving you what you hope for, but at times he can be really good in shooting the basketball and in scoring it. So he's a bit of a wild card. And then, of course, Jackson Hayes, who has played well in the four spot. Some don't like him in the four spot because they say teams don't guard him and they back off, and that's what the Clippers did and so forth and so on. And, yeah, I get it. But he has made a few threes, and he's improved his jump shot, which he has to, obviously. His athleticism is there, and his length is there. So, look, he's improved too. So, again, Willie Green gets huge props for staying the course, for staying positive, for sticking with guys. We all wondered about Trey Murphy when he was getting all those DNPs for a while. But ultimately, uh, Coach Green's with him every day. He knows a heck of a lot better than we do. He brought him back. Uh, Garrett Temple went to the bench and doesn't play. And now we're seeing Murphy, and we're seeing some of that ability. And they need him. They need that other shooter on the floor uh, to be able to stretch that floor and to create opportunities for Valanciunas where he doesn't have double teams and to take pressure off of McCollum and Ingram when he plays. And Murphy can do that. And Herb Jones has improved his shot some, especially the corner shot, which he can make. So there's a lot to like here. They still need 
more consistent shooting on a regular basis, and they still need that other prime player that can score the basketball if they want to be considered, you know, a, a contender. That's my take. Yeah. You know, here's, here's the thing that's kind of uh, inquisitive to me is that you have a guy like Herb Jones who's the league player of the year in the SEC and the defensive player in the year in the SEC, and he's obviously a, a very smart kid in a good egg, okay? The, the way he, he carries and conducts himself. He just does uh, a tremendous job. Uh, how does a guy like that last that far into the draft? I just don't understand that. Because if you, if you, if you look at his college reel, other than the fact that he didn't have a great shot, which he's being taught now, okay, what possible negative could you find to slide a player that far in the draft. You tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, because look, he's a he is a he is a very he's a very talented player. He works very hard. He's he's quite accomplished in the college game, without a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't think Alabama missed him this year, not only his skills but his leadership. Yeah. Look at Alabama's season this year compared to last. Mm-hmm. He was obviously the glue of that team. And if you yes. don't think they missed him, watch the games, all right? And they weren't nearly the team that they were a year ago. So this is a young man who obviously had a lot to do with that and, and handles himself uh, mm-hmm. so fantastically. Is such a great young guy. I don't understand how you don't want him on your team. Just a thought. Yes. Look, I'm with you. So right now the Pelicans will play the Spurs one way or the other. It's a do-or-die situation. The winner moves on. The loser's out of it and in the lottery, okay? So then, of course, the loser of the 7-8 matchup, which we know is Minnesota and the Clippers, the loser will face the winner of the 9-10 game. So if you win, you're going to play the loser of the Clippers and the Timberwolves. If I had to guess, that would be the Timberwolves. So to me, uh, that's what I'm seeing. And the winner grabs a number eight seed and thus gets the right to play the Suns. That, that's where you're at with this whole play-in scenario with the Pelicans. And the team you don't want to play in that mix is the Clippers. They've they got depth. They've gotten better and better, and they're dangerous. And we saw that when the Pelicans played them out in Los Angeles. They're looking really good. Timberwolves, on a given night, can blow anybody out because they can score like crazy. I mean, they got tremendous scoring potential, but they don't stop a lot of people, so that's a shootout type of situation. And San Antonio, they won the series, season series with the Pelicans. Uh, I think it's an even matchup, though, overall. And if the Pelicans are healthy, I, I do like their chances. So that's my take. Well, I like their chances a lot better at home. I, I, mm, me too. And, uh, you know, Even though they I, lost to them at home recently yes, and, and beat yes. the stew out of them in San Antonio. Yes, I, I still like their chances at home better. I just think that, uh, that having that home game in the, in the, in the play-in is, is important, incredibly important. Totally agree. If you'd like to join us, 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. Saints, NFL Draft, all of that to come as we continue. Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ed Daniels, Ken Trahan. It's the Three Tailgaters Show, and we'll return in just a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon, and at nashfm1061.com. 
It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make $200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents And Doug Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Easter style. I love when everyone's dressed in their Easter best. Then you need to check out the deals at Kohl's. I got 25% off the perfect floral dress, a new shirt for my husband for only $34.99, and got 25% off outfits the kids are going to look adorable in. Cue the family photo op. Exactly. Did I mention you can also get an extra 30, 20, or 15% off with your Kohl's card and earn Kohl's cash? Looks like some bunny hunted down the savings. Select styles, 30, 20, or 15% offer on April 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call 504-260-1061. Ken and Ed here on this Saturday morning. As we continue on, again, it's 260-1061. That's 260 260- 1061 to join in the conversation. NFL draft less than three weeks away. So here's what we're looking at. I got an email asking uh, just a short time ago, asking us about the, tell us about the Saints draft picks. Okay. So right now, New Orleans has the number 16 pick overall, the number 19 pick overall in the first round. The Saints have the number 49 pick overall 
in the second round. So close to the middle of the second round, the Saints have the number 49 pick overall in that round. Then the Saints have the number 98 pick in the third round, a compensatory pick, 98 overall in the third round. The Saints then will pick 120th overall in the fourth round. Again, that's 120 overall in the fourth round for New Orleans. The Saints have the 161st pick overall in round number five. That's 161 overall for the Saints in the fifth round. And in round six, the Saints pick 194 overall in the sixth round. That's 194 overall for the Saints in round number six. So there is your look at the Saints draft as it stands right now, seven choices to make in the 2022 draft. No pick in the seventh round right now. So those who are worried about not having quantity this year, no worries there. You got seven picks in six rounds. And, you know, you've got a pick in the second round that's 49th overall. That's pretty high value. So, Ed, right now they, they stand in pretty good shape for the 2022 draft if they make no other move. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I think at the very least they're in a position where they're going to get two starters. And uh, you would assume that there's going to be two starters. And they're also in a position where this is a draft that is very good in wide receivers and offensive tackles. That, those, and that's, that's, you know, those are two of the Saints' biggest moves, biggest needs. And I, I think, you know, they're not telling you what they're going to do. And – and they may have a, a plan altogether different. But if you put a few pieces together, have they signed a tackle to take Teron Armstead's place? No, but do they think James Hurst or Landon Young could be that guy? Well, you know, maybe so. But I looked at, I looked at James Hurst's pro football focus grade last year, and I think he was in the 40s. Um, Teron Armstead was 26. Now, you know, I think James Hurst did a pretty good job. Uh, as a pass blocker, he graded out higher than he did as a run blocker. So are you going to put him at left tackle? Or is Landon Young a guy that you're going to give a chance there? I think they would probably go to the veteran first. And I think they like Hurst, and he's a guy that, that they like as a veteran player. So, but again... Do you, do, you, do you go with that? And what happens if you have an injury there? Then all of a sudden you're even thinner. Am I correct? Yes, but I do want to correct one of the things you said. James Hurst had a 69.8 grade from Pro Football Focus for the entire season, which is pretty high. So he okay, had a, actually he was in, a very good I grade. He was in, I thought he was in the 40s, though, when it came to left tackles, to, uh, to tackles. His, is that right? He, his overall grade from Pro Football Focus, 69.8 right. for last season. Penalties, right. four. Sacks allowed, three. That was right. his overall grade from right. a year ago. But what I read, what I read, and I'm not disagreeing with you because you're right as far as the grade, but what I read was in the lexicon of tackles, I think Armstead was in the 20s and he was in the 40s when it went by position because I was looking at it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Hurst has done a solid job. That's a decision that they'll have to make. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. 
having Hurst there, who's a solid veteran player, gives them some flexibility if, if they want to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to take an offensive lineman. I do too. Okay. By the way, Teron Armstead was a 75.9 overall right. grade last year. Correct. He was, he was higher, but I think he was in the 20s. I, I think he was in the 20s overall when you look at tackles. I think Ramchek was 7th or 8th, I, I want to say, something like that. But my, my point is, is that if you – now, maybe Dennis Allen will be different, but if you look at the organizational structure – there's no doubt that they value offensive linemen very highly, right? No doubt. So, That's when they've right. invested heavily. And I don't think Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland's philosophy on that is going to change. So, to me, I think the possibility of an offensive tackle uh, is extremely high. And, uh, you know, I think they've, they've got to help a wide receiver, too. And I think one area, Kenny, that is not getting a lot of attention – that is going to have to be addressed, I think, is running back. Because Definitely. You don't, know, you don't know what Kamara's situation is, mm-hmm. all right, number one. Number two, if you go back to last year and just watch the games, when Kamara was not playing, their offense really, in some cases, came to a screeching, a screeching halt. So I don't think you can afford to have yourself thin in that area. Am I saying address that high? No. Okay. But if you're talking about maybe a third round pick on somebody like that, that to me is an area where you have to start looking. I think they will address running back. You don't have to do that in the first round and probably not even in the second round unless you love someone Mm -hmm. because that's a position where you can find that player. But yes, I do agree. Tony Jones hasn't proven anything. Mark Ingram's getting longer in the tooth. And you are likely going to be without Alvin Kamara for some degree of time. We look at what Al Dupuy posted at CrescentCitySports.com this past week, his latest mock draft in the first round. He has the Saints keeping the 16th overall pick and selecting tackle Trevor Penning of Northern Iowa, who is one of the top three tackles in the draft by pretty much every entity or one of the top four for sure. You know, the others... Uh, being, you know, of course, Evan Neal of Alabama, Icky Iquanu of North Carolina State. They figure to both go in the top 10. And the other, of course, Charles Cross of Ole Miss. Some have him slipping as far as 16, and maybe he would be a consideration. But, but right there is uh, Trevor Penning of Northern Iowa, who out projects 16th overall to the Saints. And then Al, with the 19th pick overall, projects Chris Olave coming to the Saints at wide receiver. Some might have that flip-flop where they have Olave 16th and have Penning 19th but those are two guys that the Saints clearly have their eyes on and they've been projected by more than Al in terms of coming to New Orleans so that's just one snapshot from Al Dupuy who contributes to CrescentCitySports.com yeah well Al does a great job um, researching this and, and looking at it but depending on what happens in front of them I think it's really hard to decipher what's going to happen in the middle of the first round, don't you? Well, again, what about trades? I mean, the trades are going to impact everything. And there's been a lot of talk about the Saints might parlay these two picks to get up very high in the first round. If they have that one player they absolutely love, I could see that happening because they still have the second round pick and they still have the other picks that I mentioned previously. But you'd have to have that one player that you are absolutely, positively 
in love with that you believe is going to come in and make a major, not an impact, but a major impact pretty quickly because I like having those two picks at 16 and 19. I like that. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a, there's uh, something that is is bigger, though, for the Saints. I think they're looking at this and saying, you know what? If we get three starters from this draft, and with two first-round picks, a second and a third, all right, if we get three starters from the, this draft who can help us right away, we have a chance to contend in the NFC. That's what I think they're thinking about. I don't think they're thinking about reloading, I mean rebuilding. I think it's, it's more of a situation where, hey, we know we have these needs, probably address them on offense. If we can do that, then we can be right back up there again. But here's the thing that's intriguing to me. What happens if there is a corner or a defensive tackle that slides down to them that they didn't think was going to be there? I think they'd have to take that player, don't you? Well, you never have enough corners, but the Saints need a free safety. So Correct. there's that. And we'll get into that yeah. discussion after the timeout that we'll take shortly and about Tyron Matthew. But, but yes, I, look, could they take somebody other than a defensive tackle or a wide receiver? Sure, if they think uh, that that is the way to go. We just got an email to the inbox from Henry asking us to address the question. You just brought up trading up the two picks to get one higher pick. Does that mean a quarterback? My answer to that would be, I don't think so, and I hope not. Because I don't think, given the time and place and given the players on the board at this point, that you would do that. That's just my opinion. Doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. Well, you know, here's, here's another scenario, too. What happens if you get into the second round, the Saints like, say, Matt Corral? Yes. And all of a sudden, he's still on the board. Sure. Well, then you might say, you know what? We got to get up and get this player. And mm -hmm. I think you're going to see that when it comes to the quarterback. Again, I think the quarterback, Domino, you know, where is Kenny Pickett going? Are the Steelers really going to take Malik Willis with the – they have the eighth pick in the draft? Or are the they really Steelers have the, sixth, they have the sixth pick in the draft. And sixth pick. They have the right. sixth pick, and Pickett is a hometown guy. Kenny Pickett, there you go. So, I mean, you know, look, there's, there's a whole bunch of variables that you just don't know about. And, and again – if you, I, I go back to the last time the Saints had two first-round picks in one year. And you go back to 17. They never thought they'd get Lattimore, correct? Correct. He fell to them, all right? And then they pick Ramchek with the last pick in the first round, mm -hmm. and that was kind of an obscure selection. It's turned out to be pretty darn good. One of the best barking dogs in the history of the franchise. How about that for a transition? That's right. It's, it's true. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, so you never really know how these things are going to play out. But the fact that, um, you know, I just think that they have a lot of options, and I don't think they're finished. But I would be, at this point, I would be surprised if they took a quarterback in the first round. Me too. All right, so the last two times they had number one picks, multiple in the first round, 2011, they got Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram. That worked out really well. And as mentioned in 2017, Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchek. And by the way, those were 11 and 32 in 2017 Correct. overall. And in 2011, it was 24 and 28. So overall, you got right. better choices this year. You got 16 and 19. Correct. So, I mean, you know, look, uh, we thought Cam Jordan would be a really good player. 
No one knew that he would be uh, the excellent player that he's been for so, so long, a star, mm-hmm. really. One of the best players to ever wear the Saints uniform. Nobody knew yep. that at the time. Mark Ingram, uh, you know, I think Mark Ingram turned out to be a very good player for this organization. So um, you just don't know how it's going to shake out. But I do think that when you look at the Saints at this point, I think they got up again because they need volume. They don't need one player. They need two. 260-1061, Chalmette for Randy. Randy, thank you for the call. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, guys. I want to uh, ask you guys about Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from Arizona State. I don't okay. know about you guys, but I saw a bunch of his games late on Saturday night on ESPN, and nothing I saw gives me the idea that this kid can play in the SEC. That, that, that's number one. Number two, the NIL for high school kids. Mm-hmm. Is that the last nail in the coffin of select and non-select getting back together? Yeah, we had a long discussion about that in the first hour, but could it be the last nail in the coffin? Look, I don't think they're ever going to get back together anyway. I think that nail's already been driven into the, uh, the coffin, frankly. But could it have even more of an impact? Sure, we brought up that possibility earlier. Uh, the very wealthy school that has money at its disposal and people that give money at its disposal, funding that as compared to the one that doesn't? Absolutely. And as I mentioned in the first hour, I've had coaches text me and call me this week about that very topic and how concerned they are. And by the way, some of those coaches were from private schools, just not the, the, the most you know, expensive or the, the most glamorous or the richest private schools, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, um, you know, we, I, I think we know what the tiers are when it comes to private school tuition. Who's at the top? Uh, who's in the middle? Who's a little further down? And, you know, that could be an indication of how this NIL thing goes. Who knows? Yep. And then with regard to Jaden Daniels, look, three-year guy at Arizona State. Unlike you, I did not watch him. I've only seen him play once uh, that I can recall and didn't pay a great deal of attention to him. Uh, Last year, of course, he completed 65% of his passes. You like that. Ten touchdowns, ten interceptions. You don't like that. Uh, His freshman year. Look, he had, he had 17 touchdowns, two interceptions in his freshman year. In his sophomore year, he, he was hurt to a degree and didn't play as much. So, obviously, that's part of it. And then running the football is a big part of his game because the guy rushed for 710 yards and six touchdowns last year. So, I'm sure the attraction to him is experience and the fact that he's a dual threat guy. Is he good enough to win in the SEC? I can't answer that question because I did not see him play enough, Ed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see him play a lot either. The only thing I would say, Randy, is this. When, when, when Brian Kelly spoke, I asked him about Jaden Daniels at, at a recent press conference right before the start of spring, and he said that he thinks that Jaden Daniels was in an offense at Arizona State that was more geared to running the football and, and the offense played around what was an outstanding defense. And he thinks the guy has upside, and he has upside not only as a guy who can extend plays, but a guy who can, um, who can make plays with his feet. I, I just thought he was very, um, very, very um, forthcoming and excited about what he thought he could do. 
Yeah, I saw him play about five or six times in the last mm-hmm. two years, and uh, I, I wasn't really impressed with the way he threw the ball. Now, that could have been Arizona State's offense. I mean, it was pretty vanilla. Um, and, but doesn't Brian Kelly run a pretty vanilla offense? Pro style. Uh, yeah. I mean, traditional. Traditional would be the right word. Yeah. I mean, Brian Kelly's offense will look a little bit more like Les Miles' offense as compared to Ed Ogeron and Joe Brady's offense. And that's not a criticism. It's just the way the strategy that they employ. It's not like he's going to run the ball all the time. They will throw it, but it's a pro-style offense. Well, that's all. Let me, let me ask you this. What did you think of George's offense last year? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What did you think of George's offense last year? Um, I thought they threw the ball a little bit more than I thought Georgia would throw. But I think they did that out of necessity because good teams could stop their running game. In, 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 in most football, good defense is going to stop the other right. teams a running game. So you have to throw but, the ball. And I thought that's invented in an average job. Uh-huh. But, you know, my point is what Georgia did in the fourth quarter, okay, of that game is how you beat Alabama. And you have to make some big plays in the passing game, but you also have to be physical. And to me, the one area that I think LSU, I'm all for the RPO game and all of that stuff. But I also think that they need to get back to some of the core things that the program has done for a long time and done very well. And that is be physical, develop great offensive linemen, which they haven't done in a long time, all right, and play great defense. And I think Brian Kelly is going to do all of those things. And, um, you know, if that means they're, they're a little less sexy, well, whatever. I mean, however you want to, you want to, you want to uh, uh, define it, you know, go ahead and define it. But, you know, when I ask people all the time, when's the last time LSU had a first-round pick in the NFL draft? That guy was just inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame recently. Alex you're talking about, offense, you're talking about offensive, offensive linemen. linemen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, offensive lineman. Yeah. First round right. pick on the offensive yeah. line. I mean, you're talking yeah. about 25 years ago. Yeah. Right. Okay? That's obscene for a program that has won as much as LSU has. It's obscene. That's, that's, that's just not good. And I think that that is an area that Brian Kelly is definitely going to change. Agreed. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate it, Randy. 260-1061, a brief timeout. Back with more of the Three Tailgater Show in a moment on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean. When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes, Charmin TP gives me those cheeky clean feels. That ultra strong hype is all for reals. Those TP rolls got me a Charmin clean tuckus. Cheek to cheek, feeling oh so shook. Charmin Ultra Strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. 
Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan and tool. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizza. We have 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a digital account executive. If you have at least one year experience in paid search, Google display, paid social media, and digital video advertising, and want your paycheck to directly reflect your hard work with no income cap, send your resume to nolasales at cumulus.com. That's nolasales at c-u-m-u-l-u-s dot com. Cumulus New Orleans is an equal opportunity employer. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. (laughs) Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Kerry, can you make sure Ada's cleaned up? Restaurant week has Sanjay's tables jam-packed. Can somebody please refill the... He needs more servers to keep these new customers coming back. Let's keep these tables turning as fast as possible, okay? Gonna need to hustle. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
Want to call an audible? Throw a flag? Call a technical? It's all good. Go for it now on a three tailgater show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now, 504-260-1061. Even with the addition of Marcus May, the New Orleans Saints do not have a traditional free safety. With the departure of Marcus Williams, Tyron Matthew visited the Saints last week. A lot of people clamoring for him to be signed. Nothing happened there. Ed, my guess is the Saints are waiting to see how the market is and how the draft is. If the market's still there for Matthew and his price goes down, then maybe something happens there. Is that an accurate read, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, there was no offer extended, Kenny, of course. And um, I think there will be another wave of free agency after the draft. And um, that's kind of where it is. I mean, I think there's a price point there. And, um, you know, I don't. I, again, if, if the Saints pick a safety – early in the draft, then they don't have a need for that area. So um, I'm sure that was uh, communicated, and um, that's where they are right now. Because, look, if both parties wanted to get a deal done, if both parties wanted to get a deal done, there would have been a deal done. I agree. That's why I think they're waiting to see what the market bears and what happens in the draft before they decide. And if nobody right. else has made him that offer at that point, now he becomes more attractive to you because you can get him at a lesser price. Because yeah. what is the player at this stage of his career? I mean, that's what you have to ask yourself. Is he a guy no, that I can agree. roam and go uh, number to number like Marcus Williams could? Whether you liked him or not, he could run and he could cover space. Or is he more of a freelance guy, which we've known him to be over the years, and does he fit into what you're trying to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, look, I, I, I think I think all of that makes all of that makes absolute sense. And, um, you know, it's it's a situation where, um, you know, we have to see what happens in the draft. And, and I don't think the Saints are finished doing what they're going to do. Uh, they obviously have a plan. And, you know, maybe maybe there's a safety or somebody that that they've identified. Remember. Marcus Williams, who turned out to be a very good player, was a second-round selection. So just because they, they don't take that player in the first round doesn't mean they wouldn't in the second round. 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. One more segment to go. We'll have that when we return in a moment. Three Tailgater Show. Ken and Ed on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon at one of his outstanding dealerships, Toyota of New Orleans, Premier Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Fiat, Premier Honda in New Orleans, Premier Nissan in Metairie, and Premier Kia in Kenner. 
Since 1933, Ye Olde College Inn has been one of New Orleans' favorite restaurants. From Louisiana seafood to farm fresh vegetables, you are sure to have a great meal. Located on the corner of Carrollton and Earhart, next door to the world-famous Rocket Bowl, it's one-stop Dine and Rock every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 4 p.m. Enjoy dinner at Ye Olde College Inn and party at the Rocket Bowl. New Orleans one-stop Dine and Rock. It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. <laughs> Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Carrie, can you make sure Ada's cleaned up? Restaurant Week has Sanjay's tables jam-packed. Can somebody please refill the... He needs more servers to keep these new customers coming back. Let's keep these tables turning as fast as possible, okay? Gonna need to hustle. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside Gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Be remiss not to mention the Masters, given the fact that the third round is in progress now. And Scotty Scheffler, who's been the best golfer in the world this year, has played like it at Augusta National this week. He enters the third round at eight under par. It's like he was playing a different golf course than everybody else. Five-shot lead over defending champion Hideki Matsuyama, Shane Lowry, Sung J.M., Charles Schwartzel, also five shots back. And among those at six shots back, defending Zurich champion Cameron Smith, along with Kevin Nod, Dustin Johnson, and Harold Vonner, the third, uh, all positioned very well. Tiger Woods had won over, uh, playing very well, considering where he's at. He'll tee off here soon. So that's where the Masters is right now. Do want to mention 
this week. We have two games at CrescentCitySports.com to watch. Tuesday night, we'll have Archbishop Bummel and Brother Martin at Kirsch Rooney Stadium live on CrescentCitySports.com at 6.30 p.m. Tuesday night. And then on Thursday, we've got a special game for you. Lutcher at Chalmette, two really good teams, first off. But it's going to be more than just a game. We will be using our website at CrescentCitySports.com to help raise money for tornado victims of Araby. Our great friend and sponsor, Ronnie Lamarck, will be there to present a massive check to the tornado relief. Uh, the parish president, Guy McGinnis, will be on hand. We expect Sheriff Pullman to be there, too. And throughout the webcast of the game, which I'll do that night, we'll be soliciting through the St. Bernard Parish website for people to donate to Hurricane Relief. That's Thursday night, Chalmette and Lutcher. And it should be a good baseball game, too, and we're sure looking forward to that. And again, the tragic death of Dwayne Haskins earlier today, as mentioned, hit by a vehicle at the age of 24. So sad uh, to see Ed. And obviously, just again, just another reminder, you never know. That's just a terrible story. Yep. And, you know, it's it's interesting to always be a connection between he and Joe Burrow, Kenny, at Ohio State. No doubt. No doubt. And Michael Thomas tweeting about him this morning, too, as you might imagine. So very difficult to say the least. Ed, it's been a pleasure. Always enjoy it. Thank you, and look forward to doing this again next week. Okay, buddy. Take care. I want to thank Rudy Dixon for a job well done.